From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Matt Andrews. Greetings and welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Our guest this week, Steve Hellwagon, editor of Bucknuts, bucknuts.com, part of the 247 Network covering Ohio State. He's been doing so since the late 80s. 30-plus years, pushing 40 on the beat somewhere in a Big Ten press box near you. Steve, it's March. That means hoops, spring football. How you doing, and how did the Big Ten tournament treat you? Oh, doing good, doing good. I ended up staying in Chicago a few days longer than originally had uh, planned, but uh, it all worked out. I had my luggage with me at the the United Center on Saturday, and when they lost, I was able to go straight to the Midway Airport and fly home. So it was a good four-day stay out there, and I think from Ohio State's standpoint, it was was nice that they were able to to at least after a very difficult season, have some positive moments there at the end. No question. We'll get into that a bit more. First, let's start, though. Are you an indie Big Ten guy, a Chicago Big Ten guy? Where do you prefer the conference tournament? I think it should be in Indianapolis just because everything is right there downtown. You can walk to the game. You can. There are so many hotels and restaurants and bars right there downtown that make it uh, so convenient, I think, for fans of all the Big Ten schools to, to come in. And even if you have to stay on the Outer Belt for a little cheaper, you can still get downtown in 15 minutes and you have no problem driving right to the arena. Whereas in Chicago, you get there and nobody even knows the tournament's going on. It's such a big city. And it's at the United Center, where there is nothing near the United Center. It is about three yeah. miles west of downtown, and it takes a half hour to get from downtown out to the United yeah. Center, and it's all spread out. So there's no collegiality to it. I mean, there may be some bars dedicated uh, to some of the schools back downtown, but uh hard for fans to kind of connect and that kind of thing. So I think Indianapolis is much more preferable. But, uh, you know, have that big city lure, too, of Chicago every now and then, probably not too bad either. Yeah, those folks from L.A. will probably enjoy that. If it Well, next year it's in Minneapolis, so they'll have to start there. But nonetheless, let's go back to the tournament. The Buckeyes with a successful run going 3-1, uh, and one, as it turns out, and they needed to get to to get to that that fifth win, obviously, in, in order to get in the tournament. But do you make uh, great strides out of the postseason, or is it more of the disappointment and wondering what might have been based on earlier in the year? Well, Matt, they had so many games throughout the season where they were in position to win and they failed to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that they held on and beat Iowa, uh, that improved their record to 2-9, and nine in games decided by six points or less. And that's just, that's, that's endemic of, of what kind of terrible season this was. They just didn't pull through in those moments when they had opportunities. And you think about North Carolina at Madison Square Garden, that's a game you're up two points with two seconds to go. You've got to win that game 99 times out of 100. Purdue at home, you're up three points with 35 seconds to go. You've got to win that game 90 times out of 100. And they didn't win either of them, you know. So those were just endemic of of what this season was about. So they put themselves in this position, obviously, at the end, where they had to do the miraculous, which was win five games in five days. And as we saw on the fourth day, their legs were shot. And, of course, they ran into the 
immovable object from Purdue, Zach Eady, the big guy. I think he's still and, in the lane. Yeah, he's still standing in the middle of the lane there at the United Center. They've turned off the lights and everybody's gone home, but he's still standing there. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they just they made the task too difficult for themselves, obviously, and could not redeem the season with a, a showing in Chicago. And yet, I think you got enough promise out of out of that last weekend to know that in addition to Bruce Thornton, who had a really great year at point guard, you've got a couple of other freshmen with uh, Roddy Gale, who had a great tournament, and Felix Okpara, who really came on at center. That three-man nucleus, along with Zed Key coming back from a shoulder uh, surgery, that's a, that's a four-man group that you can build around and win some games with next year. I mean, this stretch at the end, Matt, where they won five out of six games, four of those teams are in the NCAA tournament, and the fifth one, Wisconsin, was a top seed in the NIT and barely missed the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, they, they really – it wasn't like they were beating up on the worst of the worst at the end of the season. They were beating up on teams that are in March Madness. So they, they could be a March Madness team. They just – for the long haul, just didn't have it. Steve Hellwagon of Bucknuts is our guest. We'll have more with him when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The Jackets hit the road for a battle with Vegas. Bobcat Enterprises fan coverage starts Sunday afternoon at 3.30. Sponsored by your Central Ohio Volkswagen dealers and Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Your home of the Blue Jackets. The fan... Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. With Steve Hellway and Bucknots.com, the editor for 247 Network and covering the Buckeyes. He's been doing it for pushing four decades now, and we're talking men's basketball tournament that was in Chicago. We'll get into football here in a bit. But, Steve, I want to ask you, we know the injury to Bryce Sensiball, which ended his season uh, we heard Coach Holtman say that there are other undisclosed injuries this team is dealing with, therefore they're not playing on. Are you a little surprised they didn't take some sort of bid beyond the NCAA tournament, or does the injury part of this make sense and shut it down, get guys healthy, get to the offseason? Yeah, I think it made sense that it was there was time for the season, Dan. They did play 35 games, and uh, they did play four games in four days. And if you're in the NIT, it's a very quick turnaround. You come back and you start on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever your first round game would have been. And so they would have had to come right back, probably go on the road because they probably weren't going to be a top seed with a losing record. And uh, to me, that just didn't seem to make a lot of sense, especially when now you're without Sensenbaugh. He had been shut down for the season. He obviously had shoulder surgery so you're down to just a a playing group of seven or eight guys and the only two people this would have benefited were Roddy Gale and Felix Akpar the two freshmen who probably could have used another game or two of experience if we are all all things equal but uh, for everybody else you know there wasn't a whole lot more that they were going to accomplish they probably weren't going to win the NIT so uh, to me uh, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to continue on, and I don't know if they were extended a bit and turned it down or if uh, they just told them, like North Carolina did, straight out and out, we're, we we can't go to the NIT. So, uh, to me, they were a team that had reached the end of its line. Do you feel that Bryce Sensible returns? Do you think it's up in the air? Do you think he's out? Do you have any idea, Steve? 
Well, some of that may be contingent on what his knee situation is. If he can't work out for the pros like he would hope, then perhaps that's a deterrent that keeps him back in college. We've seen that any number of times. Guys Mm -hmm. who get banged up and they can't go through the, the NBA workouts and the combine and different things and prove themselves to the NBA scouts, then they they want to come back and, and get healthy and uh, take advantage of the rehab at the university and the development situation at the university, working with the coaches and the trainers there and build for a, a big second year and then perhaps make that leap. So I don't think we know how healthy he is to be able to determine that. My gut says he'll probably uh, be okay, probably leave, and, uh, you know, that, then he'll have to decide if he's going to stay in the draft or not, you know, later in the spring. But uh, to me, it seems like uh, this was one season for him at Ohio State, and I think he wants – this is a kid who missed his junior year of high school because of a knee injury. So if you get the opportunity to go and and become a professional player, uh, I think that that's probably something a kid in that situation would look at. There's no doubt about that. But you do salivate thinking of him potentially being back with this nucleus along no with yes. the incoming class, which I'm sure you can talk more on this recruiting class, Steve. Yeah, they've got a four-man class coming in, and obviously uh, the, the big name from Ohio is Devin Royal yeah. from Pickerington Central. Let his team uh, won the state championship as a junior last year playing with Sonny Styles, who's now on the Ohio State football team. And uh, back in Dayton for state final four, obviously division one. And then uh, three other guys uh, outstanding. Another one from Ohio, Austin Parks from St. Mary's Memorial set his school's uh, career scoring record, averaged over 20 points a game as a senior there. And as a big body, 6'10", probably 240 pounds in that range. And he's a guy that's going to give them even more depth at the center position and uh, can, can do some really good things. So, you know, Key will be a senior, Parks will be a uh, freshman, Akpar will be a sophomore, so you got a great blend of uh, youth and experience at that five position, and maybe one of them can, can jump over and play a little bit of power forward as well. And then two guys on the, uh, the perimeter, Tyson Chapman, a high-scoring guard uh, for Minnesota, really dynamic player, and Scotty Middleton, he's more of a, a small forward type player, 6'5", 6'6", and he's a great defender as well. So uh, three of those guys are national top 100 players. So you add them with the nucleus of top 100 guys from uh, this past year with Thornton, Gale, Akpara, and Sensenbaugh, you know, at least recruited. Uh, you know, that's that's a lot of talent coming into Ohio State in a two-year period, and we'll see if uh, that can manifest itself into getting this program back into contention next year. For sure, Steve. And before we get to football, uh, you, I think, have plans this weekend when the women are playing in their NCAA tournament here in Columbus as you cover Ohio State sports of all sorts. But a little bit of an excitement right now around Kevin McGough's women's program and the season they've had as they start tournament play at home. No doubt. That uh, two weeks ago in the, the Big Ten tournament, that comeback from over 20 points down uh, to, to defeat Indiana in the semifinals, the number two ranked team in the country, mm-hmm. uh, that was an amazing, amazing feat for this team. And if, you know, we don't know, obviously, you know, with J.C. Sheldon, you hope that uh, that she's able to go some here in the NCAA tournament and give them a little bit more depth. And, man, it really came together at the right time. The, the freshman, uh, Cody McMahon, has come on, and uh, Taylor Mike Sells continued her great run. So, 
this is a team Taylor theory's kind of grown up before uh, everybody as well. So uh, hopefully they can get back to at least the Sweet 16, make a deep, deep tournament run uh, for Kevin McGuff. Uh, that regional bracket looks awfully difficult though on <laughs> yes. paper when you get out there and you see that Connecticut and Virginia Tech, the great year that they've had and some of these other teams. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I'm going to Split my time between three basketball arenas. I'm going to be <laughs> at Nationwide for the men's tournament. They're hosting first and second round yep. games there. And Purdue and Michigan State are in town for those. And then, obviously, the women's tournament at the shot. Uh, hopefully, they can, can sell out those games at the shot. And then I may even buzz down to Dayton, obviously, as well, to see some state Final Four high school action. So it's going to be a busy weekend. Right. I'm, going to, I'm going to need to plan my travels accordingly. We'll talk football with Steve when we continue on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling? Or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change. With the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. Hey, Bone, did you know that sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio? I did, and I've been placing my sports bets at Barstool Sportsbook. Head to Hollywood Casino. They are open. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And they're taking bets now. I use the Barstool Sportsbook app to place my bets. Even though other sportsbook companies try to get me to bet elsewhere, I don't let them. I thwart all those attempts. Make a first-time wager on the Barstool Sportsbook app and get up to $1,000 in online bonus cash. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some foot issues just can't be fixed by those expensive shoe stores or shoe inserts. A foot exam from a doctor of podiatric medicine who is the medical expert in foot and ankle care may give solutions after doing a complete foot examination. If you suffer from foot, heel, or ankle pain, let us help you find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the very best. Visit us at associationsadvanceohio.com for a referral today. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public schools serve 1.6 million students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities. The diversity in our classrooms is what make them such powerful learning environments for all of us. This Disability Awareness Month, we're celebrating our public schools' vital role as safe, welcoming places for all children to learn, grow, and thrive. No exceptions. Education Matters is brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for Mulch Madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Any more, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about Mulch Madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. 
The Fan. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Steve Hellwagon, editor of Bucknuts.com, part of the 247 Network, joins us on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We appreciate a few more minutes with Steve as we talk Buckeye Spring Football Spring break this past week, Steve. Back to spring practice this coming week. Two practices a couple of weeks ago. Just your initial thoughts. We know the quarterback battle sticks out, but what have you seen and heard the first week or so, Steve, that you like? Yeah, Matt, when you go to practice, it's really easy to see that several of these guys are going to be, you know, in the NFL, you know, in short order. And obviously that's Marvin Harrison Jr. at wide receiver. Uh, talking about uh, the two defensive ends, Jack Sawyer, JT, Tui Maloal, the running back, Travion Henderson, coming back from a foot surgery. He's not going to do a whole lot this spring. And they got some other guys that are in that category, guys that aren't going to be doing a lot of practicing this spring because they have some nagging injuries. Tommy Eichenberg, their star linebacker, he won't practice a whole lot. So uh, some guys that they they're want to get them healthy, that's the most important thing. So that they can produce on the in on the field in the fall, and they have a a great schedule. Obviously, I mean, on the road at Notre Dame and Michigan this coming season, so they need all hands on deck. Obviously, but uh, yeah, that's the first thing you're struck with is that a lot of guys that um, if the team comes together, it could be one of the more talented teams Ohio State's had, and and obviously they've been a fixture in the top top five and made the playoff. Um, Obviously, what is it now? Three of the first four years under Ryan Day. So that uh, has been a tremendous uh, accomplishment in and of itself. But uh, I want to break through and get back to that championship game and try and win it. And maybe this will be the year that, uh, that they're able to push through and do that. Does the quarterback race have a, a leader, do you believe? I know what we're hearing, but it seems like Kyle McCord will be hard-pressed to not put in that one spot right now. Yeah, I think his extra year of experience mm-hmm. uh, probably is what, would would tilt it in his favor if you were to play Devin Brown almost sight unseen. I you know never really played in a game that would be interesting. I think uh, just out of the box. But uh, again, I think you have two great options with McCord and Brown. I think it says a lot that the coaches believe in them, which is Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, the new offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach, Corey Dennis, the quarterbacks coach. They didn't actively go into the transfer portal looking to find a starter from somewhere else that would come in and take that job. So that means that they've worked with McCord and Brown, and they believe in them, and uh, their teammates believe in them. And uh, it's a friendly competition. These guys get along great. And uh, when you're team players and don't care who gets the credit, it's amazing what can happen. And uh so I, I want to see, obviously, uh, you know, as the spring goes on, four more weeks of spring football going to the spring game, April the 15th at Ohio Stadium, that uh, we'll get a good chance that day to see what uh, both these quarterbacks have to offer. Finally, Steve, let me ask you this one on the defensive side. Is there a is there a pressing question for you in terms of what this defense can do, evaluate to bump the talent level, the play to where they don't have the breakdown as they did the last couple of games of the year? Yeah, I think it's a couple things. I think the linebacker positions are pretty well set with Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers. Maybe the outstanding freshman C.J. Hicks, uh, he'll be a sophomore this coming year. Maybe he can 
push his way in there a little bit, but uh, got to improve things in terms of the pass rush, and that's up front. It'll be a veteran group now with uh, Tui Maloau and Sawyer in their junior year. Some other guys at defensive tackle, they got to play better. And then on the back end, you've got to play much, much better in the secondary. And uh, they brought in a couple transfers, Jihad Carter, a safety from Syracuse, and Davison Igbenison uh, from Old Miss, who played as a freshman at Old Miss in the SEC and, and did kind of a bang-up job. Those two guys are going to be counted on, it sounds like. Uh, Denzel Burke trying to come back from a little bit of a sophomore jinx last year at corner. Maybe he can be a, a, an all-Big Ten type guy as well. So lots of like there. But uh, the, the thing I keep coming back to, Matt, is we'll know when they pass that final exam, the Thanksgiving weekend, the big game up in Michigan, if uh, they go up there and could beat Michigan and, and go on to Big Ten championship game in the playoffs, that's when you'll know it's for real. So everything's pointing toward that, but long, long way to go between now and then. No question, Steve. And all the while, we'll have a long season following our beloved Cincinnati Reds. I know you'll be right there with me doing that. Hey, we appreciate them on streaming. That's right. We appreciate your expert analysis, and we look forward. Hopefully, we'll see you this weekend downtown somewhere at a basketball court. All right. I'll be there. I'll be there, no doubt. Steve Hellwagon, the editor of Bucknuts.com and part of the 247 Network. We appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue right here on the Ohio News Network. If you have dreams of neglecting your family while consuming large amounts of college basketball, we're your radio station. NCAA tournament coverage is sponsored by Byers Volkswagen by the airport. Your home for the madness. The fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine as we touch now on the Cleveland Guardians and hear from Jeff Ellis, the host of Locked on Guardians with our Mark Howe. We welcome back Jeff Ellis of Locked on Guardians. He not only covers Cleveland baseball, he's an expert when it comes to the MLB draft and baseball prospects all over the country. And before we talk about that, Jason Kipnis last month announced his official retirement from baseball, I guess we'll call it. He hasn't played in a while. Had some great years in Cleveland. I remember seven, eight years ago when they called them the core four, Kipnis, Brantley, Kluber, and and Jan Gomes. And a few years later, they were all gone. But Jeff, just talk about what Jason Kipnis meant to the franchise for nearly a decade. Second base had been kind of a, a bugaboo if you're a Cleveland fan. You can think back to like Robbie Alomar, but his time there was very short. Um, I always was a big Ronnie Belliard fan, but there were the Josh Barfields, who's now very high up in Arizona uh, running that organization. But it was a position they could find no one to really hold down. It was a lot of stop gaps or players that you're hoping would step in and you brought stability. There were ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you look at just something as basic as, like, he was a second-round pick, <laughs> the most snake-bitten round for the, the Cleveland team, and I believe retired with the second-highest war of any second-round pick in the history of the franchise. So he was I mean, he was that type of guy. In, in a 60-plus year history, uh, only Albert Bell was a, was a higher performer overall. He was, he was a consummate professional, a guy that was well-liked in the locker room, who maybe try or play too hard, you know, towards the end, he, he, he did wear down from, I think just the amount of uh, effort he put on his body, but he 
was a consummate professional and a stabilizing force. All right, let's go back to the 2022 MLB draft. The Guardians had the 16th pick and selected outfielder Chase DeLauder of James Madison. The Reds grabbed third baseman Cam Collier with the 18th pick. Could you just update us on those two players? It was funny when the the Guardians took Chase DeLauder. He was the third best player, I thought, on the board at that point in time. And the number one player was Cam Collier, who went to the Reds. Collier got top 10 pick money, and the Reds had a lot of picks so they could play with their pool to get him there. Son of Lou Collier, uh, he was essentially a high schooler who was performing very well at the JUCO level. He enrolled. He was even playing out in the Cape a little when he was drafted. Uh, you kind of look at just a complete third baseman who should do everything, you know, at least average, hit hit above average, and very bright future for him. Uh, the latter has just been health. Um, he had some some health issues in uh, college, and he didn't play most of his senior year. And then we found out that he's going to miss some additional time this spring with more health issues. An explosive athlete, big, strong, does it all, was the MVP of the Cape and what it would have been, what, 2021? A lot of upside. It's just, can he get healthy? When you look at the big four sports in this country, the NFL, NBA, and NHL drafts, all conducted in the offseason, but baseball's draft is in July, right? Almost smack dab in the middle of the season. The Pirates won the first ever draft lottery a few months ago. They're going to select first. Is there a surefire first pick in this draft, Jeff? I think so. There's a little debate, but I think most people agree with me. Um, I've been a Dylan Cruz fan since he was in high school. I I have this history of doing a way-too-early mock draft when the season ends. And for those who are curious, I've only ever gotten the White Sox pick right, and I did in back-to-back years. So it's definitely, you know, when you're doing that, uh, that far out, a bit of uh, a guessing game. But I I had had him as a first-rounder then. He decided to, I think he might have even early enrolled at LSU. He's just been some of steps on campus. He's done it all. The approach, the exit velocities, the advanced metrics. It seems like a sure bet to be a middle-of-the-order path. If you're maybe going to lean away from him, uh, Wyatt Langford might have more athletic tools from Florida. Also has the production, but no one has quite Cruz's consistent level of production. And if you're looking pitching, Chase Delander from Tennessee's been the guy for the last two years. So um, Waldrop from Florida and Paul Skeens from LSU are definitely guys who are trying to battle for that top spot the reds will pick seventh the guardians 23rd and since this is the ohio sports magazine i want to ask you about a player from miami of ohio whose mm-hmm. name keeps popping up in some of my feeds rylan zaborowski tell me about him so i i've been tweeting about him a bunch this week he's he's fascinating on a lot of levels i you know, i've actually recently uh interacted with with uh, some of his family on twitter so it's on top of just you get the basic stuff, which he's listed at six six two fifteen, which is amazing. Like that's it's a huge build. He won't be twenty one till May, so he's got youth for his level. And last time I checked, his slugging percentage was over eight hundred. Hmm. Uh, so you look at just those basic numbers: six home runs, and then digging deep on him, um, you know, here's someone who has been honest and forward about the fact that he's a person with autism, and like being one of the first Division one athletes who like. To, to blaze that trail. Um, you know, I, I'm a teacher by day, and I don't know. It, to me, that's a real special story, and I really look forward to him continuing to excel because I didn't even know about that. I just started digging into him because of the, the physical tools and everything else, but he, he's going to be a player I think everyone can root for. Talking to Jeff Ellis of Locked On Guardians, is there anybody on the Ohio State roster who is what you would call a prospect? 
there's a few for this year. And I'm probably going to butcher the name because uh, it's my best, but Isaiah Coupet. I think it's Coupe. Uh, it's Coupe. I believe, yeah. yeah. His two off-speed pitches, the curveball and the slider, I want to say, are both high-spin pitches. Um, they approach that like magic number of 3,000 uh, rotations per minute, which is the special level that they have to be at uh, to be like extra plus to be a high-level pitch. But good fastball velocity, athleticism, uh, misses a lot of bats. His last start against Old Miss, he walked a lot of guys. But other than that, uh, the control was an issue a year ago, but we really haven't seen it uh, be an issue until this previous game. So uh, I'll be watching to see if he can keep the control numbers down. But he is, he missed a ton of bats last year. Athletic lefty, two-plus off-speed offerings. I think he's in that second, third-round range right now with the chance to go higher. Who is the best high school baseball player in the state of Ohio? Colt Emerson uh, has a chance to be the first first round high school player in, I can't think of when the last one was. I know we had Jacob Miller last year from, I want to say, Liberty High School, and we have not seen a first rounder from Ohio in a very long time. Uh, Middle infielder, great at the ball skills, uses the whole field, could be one of those dynamic uh, top of the lineup hitters. I know you think of yourself as a baseball nerd. For other baseball nerds who are listening, uh, how can they access all your information? You can, well, you can always check out either through downloading the podcast or on YouTube, Locked on Guardians. Uh, if you, you know, it's very Guardian-centric. We throw in some, uh, some stuff with the draft from time to time as well. And then you can follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. All right, regular season just around the corner, Jeff. We will talk to you again in a few weeks. Thanks. It was great talking to you. That's Jeff Ellis of Locked on Guardians. The Buckeye Show. My heart's in California, <laughs> where Bronny is, and it's yeah. said that he's coming to the Midwest to play in Columbus. I would be happy. Who wouldn't be happy? The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by CareSource. Weeknights at 6 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine as we touch now on the Cincinnati Reds with our Paul Keel. We get to visit today with Steve Offenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast. And Steve, let's begin by discussing something that you guys talked about on one of your most recent podcasts. And it's a popular subject among those who pay attention to the Reds. Joey Votto getting into action at spring training. What would you take away from what you were able to find out about his time in Arizona? Well, it seems that Joey Votto is going to be ready for opening day. Uh, the fact that he's in games now, he's played uh, two spring training games thus far, uh, and the Reds have sent Christian Encarnacion Strand back to minor league camp. All of those things point to Joey Votto being in the lineup on opening day. Uh, hopefully he can get into uh, Joey Votto form between now and then and be able to uh, help this Reds lineup score runs. Okay, Steve, your remind reader. The next question was going to be about the cuts of guys like Ilya De La Cruz and Christian Encarnacion Strand. Are these guys that, uh, as best you've been able to assess, have looked good in their time and that we could maybe see them up with a big club at some time in the near future? Well, I think with Ellie De La Cruz, for sure, he's absolutely going to get a call up this year. And I think CES did enough in spring. Uh, in fact, he was their best hitter in spring. And that wasn't just against minor league players. He was doing that against major league pitching as well. Uh, both of those guys have made a case uh, to be in Cincinnati at some point in time this season. Also, Matt McClain uh, performed very, very well in the opportunities that he was given. And it wouldn't be a shocker to see all three of those guys get call-ups 
at some point in time during the 2023 season. Well, that'll be interesting to pay attention to. The announcement also coming that Hunter Green is going to be the opening day starter, and that has to lend optimism for a guy that showed some flashes of optimism, Steve, last year. Yeah, I think that his final third of the season last year really got him the opening day start. Uh, at the end of the season last year, Hunter Green was at times unhittable. Uh, he was striking out basically everybody that stepped into the batter's box, and I think that momentum carried over over for him and gave him the start. If you look at the numbers as a whole, Nick Lodolo had a slightly better season over the entirety of the season last year. But that performance from Hunter at the end of the year last year, I think really propelled him into being the opening day starter this year. Steve, you get any indications that the rest of this rotation might be fleshing out a little bit? It's starting to look that way. You know, obviously Hunter Green leading the rotation. Nick Lodolo comes in next. Graham Ashcraft tweaked his cast in spring training last week, but says that it's nothing. I imagine we'll see him at number three. It looks like then it's a battle for four and five. Luke Weaver probably has the best track uh, at being the number four starter. And number five is still up in the air. Brandon Williamson is still in camp, although he's not pitched great. And there are still rumors coming out of Goodyear that Luis Sessa is going to be given serious consideration to be the number five starter. And obviously that trickles down to the middle relief, doesn't it? It does. That has tremendous impacts on the bullpen because Sessa could really be a great middle innings guy that could give you multiple innings pitched. If he's going to be in the rotation, they're going to be scrambling to fill some of those middle innings roles. Uh, The back end is pretty good. You've got Alexis Diaz back there. You've got Lucas Sims back there. You've got Buck Farmer back there. But everything else is kind of still up in the air and will probably come right down to the final spring training games uh, out in Goodyear. For those of us that are always looking looking for good stories, Steve, is Jake Fraley dovetailing off the end of the season of what he's done in the spring. Is that possibly a good story to be watching for? It's going to be a good story. I think he'll probably still just be a platoon player. His righty-lefty split, uh, he really has a hard time against left-handed pitching. But he went down with an injury last year and not only focused on getting his body healthy, but you know he's openly talked about getting his mind right and, and working with professionals to, to deal with some mental things that he had going on. And uh, he's been very open about it. It made him a whole new ball player. And I think heading into this year, you know, he's got his body right. He's got his mind right. And he's going to be able to put up a, a decent uh, amount of numbers playing at Great American Ballpark. Should we, as Reds fans, Steve, be concerned about the bankruptcy with Valley Sports Ohio and the television deal? I think it has the potential to make things complicated in the short term, depending on exactly how it's handled. There's an oppor- there's a there's a situation where Valley could basically just dump the rights and Major League Baseball would be left scrambling to to get the games in the local market while they renegotiate with the cable providers Uh, that would see games basically be only available by streaming and they would be for free according to major league baseball while that's going on Uh, i think that people that haven't embraced streaming should maybe work on figuring that out between now and the start of the season because there is a potential the games could only be available on a streaming device uh, for a short period of time. Is it fair to guess that we might know something by the time the regular season starts? I I think we will. Uh, One of the things that uh, is most complicated is that Valley Sports has several options within their bankruptcy filing. So we're going to have to wait to see what exactly they file, how it all shakes out, and what Major League Baseball's response is to it. But I think I think there will be baseball available on opening day. I don't think any of these scenarios result in no telecast at all. All right. Sounds good. Great stuff, Steve. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Paul. We'll have more of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. 
Are you starting to question your gambling or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change with the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. Some foot issues just can't be fixed by those expensive shoe stores or shoe inserts. A foot exam from a doctor of podiatric medicine who is the medical expert in foot and ankle care may give solutions after doing a complete foot examination. If you suffer from foot, heel, or ankle pain, let us help you find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association so you know you are being treated by the very best. Visit us at associationsadvanceohio.com for a referral today. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public schools serve 1.6 million students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities. The diversity in our classrooms is what make them such powerful learning environments for all of us. This Disability Awareness Month, we're celebrating our public schools' vital role as safe, welcoming places for all children to learn, grow, and thrive. No exceptions. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Springtime is here, and you know what that means. It's time for mulch madness. Did you know that too much mulch is bad for trees and shrubs? Two inches of mulch is plenty. Anymore, and you risk causing roots to grow up and around trunks, which increases unhealthy stress, shortens tree life, and even keeps moisture from getting down to tree roots. To find out more about mulch madness, or to find a certified arborist near you, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The fan, the fan, fan, fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. Welcome back. Time to get some highlights from this week's Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Hayden Heilshorn to set the scene. Thanks, Matt. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys were discussing the contracts that both former Browns quarterbacks Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett received from their respective teams. Jacoby getting Jacoby double the guarantee. Double the guarantee that Baker got. Yeah, unbelievable. Now, there is some, I guess L.A. wanted Baker, but they're not sure what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford. They just, they don't know. I 
it was interesting to me that Baker wanted Baker did the one year on on intentionally. And someone told me yesterday, don't ever don't don't rule out the idea that Baker ends up back in LA on a new deal after he plays one year in Tampa. I think it's the best spot for him. I think it's the best spot well, for but, him, and I wouldn't be surprised if but that happens. why if, if the Rams wanted him that badly, they couldn't have paid him more than they four don't million. Want, they don't want to keep him in there yeah. as a backup to Stafford if they end up Stafford's healthy and he yeah. plays the whole year. Mm. There are two scenarios with Stafford. He retires, or he comes back and gets injured. In that case, they'll regret not bringing Baker back. But I think what they're well, going to do is roll the dice. Stafford's yeah, going to be the I guy. would disagree that they would regret it because I don't think Baker's ever going to turn out his career. I think he's his own worst enemy. He well, sucked last year. He played, he, played, he played well in that game when he came back. He did have one other good game. The other three games with the Rams, he stunk. The Rams were happy with Baker the time he was there. That that much they, in the end they didn't offer him uh, any money, so they, I don't know how much they primarily know. because they can't be in the spot where they have Stafford and Baker on the same. Why? Road. Well, if Stafford's healthy, he's clearly the start of the debate. They weren't going to go down that road for a See, number of reasons, and I think Baker wanted to give me the one year. Uh, this idea that Baker is some guaranteed starter at this point is laughable. I I don't think he's a guaranteed I, no starter. One, no one said Bay he is all. a guaranteed starter, but I I, I will say that I yeah. think. Inside the organization, they like him enough that they would feel comfortable moving forward with him if it weren't for Stafford right I now. I don't know how anybody can be comfortable for, moving forward for, with for any quarter, This is obvious. For any yeah. quarterback that's out there, when you come into the league, always be planning for the day when you're not the starter, right? You, it's very small, finite amount of people, these quarterbacks that get to come in the league, get their rookie deals, get the big deal after that, and get keep you know progressing because they're at the top 10. Most of the guys either come in and get their shot, they don't do anything, they draft the quarterback. Or they come in, play badly, don't really do anything, move around and around. The, thing, the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield is that Jacoby Brissett understands how to play the game. He's not, he gonna, he gonna, matter of fact, he might tell him to come live with him. They'll hang out, they'll play well, he'll be a backup, he'll hold the clipboards, he's gonna go to the, all the PTA meetings. As a matter of fact, he's gonna be one of the best people in the locker room. Wait, league. you think Sam Howell's gonna start over Brissett? No, I'm saying, oh, if, no, if, no, it no. Happens, if it happens, it, it well, wouldn't how, be a problem. Right. No, he is the starter. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. they've already said he's the starter. Right, so if, if he's. So Jacoby comes did in. Did they say that definitely? Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, I see Definitively. That. Okay. So, they brought they brought Jacoby in yeah. to be a really nice insurance policy, and, and you know what? Did. And he'll get him ready after he, they saw the way he worked with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, guess what? Jacoby can get big time money as a backup for the rest of his life. Yeah, because they say, they look at it and say, listen, if he did that with Deshaun Watson and all that crap was going on and hearing the keys over, the, hey, ain't it funny how there's a nice smooth transition of power? J- we all yeah. love that. Well, right? you know Jacoby's up. He's got a job in this league for as long as he wants it. Yeah. You know who has probably had the best job in pro sports the last 15 Chase years? Chase Daniel. Colt McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy. Chase, well, Chase Daniel's Chase, made a lot Chase more Daniels. money. <laughs> yep. uh, like, these guys Josh come in yeah. and they embrace that role. And more than anything, they're competent. They mm-hmm. know. And, and, and by the way, we can have this conversation with the Browns. Because I don't know if Mond is that guy for the Browns or not. I don't think anybody does. But well, if... If you get to a stretch where midseason, and this is not a stretch, where Deshaun's going to miss three games with a tweet knee, would you feel more comfortable with Kellen Mond, or would you feel more comfortable with someone like Minshew? Your favorite website has come. 
Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Matt Andrews. That'll wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Our thanks to my guest, Steve Hellwagon of Bucknuts, part of the 247 Sports Network. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributions for this week. Now for Hayden Heilzorn, Mark Howell, and Paul Keels, I'm Matt Andrews. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll have a new episode next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Color.